Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome along to this week's episode of The Rocky Road. I'm your host, Simon McGuire, and I'm joined this week by regular host, Kevin Byrne, and by Miles Casey. Welcome to the show, lads. Paul Water, boys. Thank you, Simon. Cheers. And uh, we're going to look ahead to the historic lightweight title fight between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano, which will be the first women's fight to headline at Madison Square Garden in New York this weekend. Undefeated Taylor, 20-0, puts her undisputed crown on the line against the seven-division champion, Serrano. Now, Taylor has called for this fight for a number of years now probably more than any other fight. Kevin Byrne, is this going to be her toughest test to date? I think so, Simon. I think so. It's hard to see how it'll get much tougher than fighting Delphine Pursun at the same venue a couple of years ago uh, when a lot of people thought that Pursun took the verdict on that one. Some people had it a draw. I did myself. And that fight pushed Katie Taylor to her absolute limit. But she avenged the uh, controversy in a rematch win. Looked at her best, I thought, uh, for a spell. But the Katie Taylor we've seen in her last three fights, I think, is on a bit of a decline. And she's meeting Serrano what could be, at what could be possibly a very bad time for her. Serrano seems to be motoring along nicely. She's got a new promotional deal there with Jake Paul. She's getting lots of cash. And it seems to be her time. So is Katie still the star? Is she, just, is she still the main person? Well, we shall see. Well, just, I just- can't wait for this because I think Katie's going to shock a lot of people. And I think she's going to shut a lot of people up. After this, oh, what does she need to shut up, Miles? She won't shut up. Like everyone talking that, oh, she's down, downfall. Oh, she's a, she's not on no downfall. Katie's going. If this girl Serrano is meant to be as good as people say she is, you're going to see the you're going to see the kid that you never seen before. Well, I mean, just follow, following on from that, uh, I mean, throughout her career, Katie has generally been stronger, faster, and fitter than almost all of her pro and amateur opponents. And I, I don't think that's going to be the case in this fight. Does she need a comprehensive game plan for Serrano? And if so, what might that be? Um, look, I'm not really boxing wise. Once I'm not boxing, I don't want to know nothing about boxing or whatever. Like, but I heard a lot of talk about Serrano or whatever. Like, she's meant to be this tough girl, strong girl, this and that. So if she's all this, you're going to see the best of Katie. You're going to see Katie that you never see. Right. Miles, you've been in the USA sparring with Katie Taylor, uh, bringing her a bit of Southpaw goodness. And how did it go? What was the what was the approach like? Perfect. Um, when I went over there, I was talking to, to Ross and whatever. And first thing I asked him, I said, what do you want me to work on? Or do you need anything to do or whatever? And he said, nope, you just be yourself, he said. Just do whatever you need to do and do whatever. And that was it. And she handled it, not a bother. Every day we were training, every day we were sparring. Every time I thought I had a number for her, I'd come in, train, sparring the next day, I'd work on that. She had that counter. Every time i come up with a game plan, she'd always figure a way how to get around it, how to be on top every time. And you think she's looking in peak physical condition because there has been talk about a leg injury which curtailed her in her last couple of performances. And perhaps, uh, I understand why people have confidence that in, their, in picking Serrano for this one because in the last couple of fights we've seen it from Katie Taylor, Sharapova, Jennifer Han particularly, <laughs> but also maybe a bit in Natasha Jonas. Those fights were probably closer than we would have expected them to see. It's since emerged that Katie Taylor has had a calf know, injury. And people say, oh, these fights are close. This mm. is close. That's because you have a close fight. That don't mean, oh yeah, you're, 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 you're on a downfall. You're not on a downfall. It means you're up against it. You're fighting the best. You're fighting the best. So you have to figure out a way how to win. 
And that's what she did. She figured out a way how to win. And that's how she won by split or whatever decision was on her last uh, fight. She won is the main thing. I mean, if you listen, what happens if she knocked out her last three opponents? What would people say? She's fighting nobody. You know I mean? she, hits, she hits too hard. <laughs> so that's the, the, the thing people have like, you know? She's fighting the best and people have to give her credit for fighting the best. You know what I mean? And she's winning and that's what she needs to be doing. I, I don't think anyone's uh, not giving Katie Taylor credit. Um, if anything, you know, you yeah, know she, she, she has been the, the she, she, like, she's the bar. Like, you know, when people talk about raising the bar, she is the bar. The, the downfall, you know, the downfall. Oh yeah, she's oh she's she's dropping. She, I tell you right now, this minute, you're going. If this girl is meant to be as good as she, people reckon she's going to be, you're going to see a kid that she never see before. Hmm. That's great stuff, Miles. Fighting, fighting words from the sparring partner. Um, I guess, I guess. The, the reason for the some of the criticism, you're looking at the pound for pound number one. You're looking at an undisputed world champion. And then you're looking at this fighter going to, you know, almost life and death with fighters that she should be expected to brush aside easily. If you had Canelo Alvarez or Terence Crawford or Alexander Usyk or whatever coming up against these mandatory challengers well, and, so happened, and shading fights. About, that's the only thing, Kev. I just mm. speak about Canelo, right? Yeah. So what happens if Canelo on his next fight win on a split decision or just barely nix it should he retire no I'd absolutely not no but his next fight is against uh, B- Bivol uh, up at light heavyweight you know what I mean like yeah, uh, a heavyweight a light heavyweight world champion uh, yeah but sure look there's better fellas than him as well that he can Canelo can actually fight like you know what I mean so don't you know there'll be game plans away around things as well with him like you know what I mean yeah I guess it comes from the fact that like if, if Canelo was 35 years old, reached a peak, which uh, Katie kind of seemed to reach between 2019 and 2020, and then, you know, had three fights, which I thought were Katie Taylor at her best, Pursuant to, uh, sorry, it started with Leonard Datu, she had Pursuant to, and uh, Miriam Gutierrez. That was the best I think we've seen of Katie Taylor. And then the three that have come since, Natasha Jonas, um, Jennifer Han, and Sharapova, we're not at the same level at all. So I guess that's probably why the talk and everybody no, see everybody sees. I don't think anyone's denied. I don't no, think anyone's saying it's made up. Standard, Kev, because people are so looking at Katie as so high of a, a role model as she is, and then how many girls besides before Katie turned pro? I know nothing about pro boxing, but women boxing. Let's be fair. You have to say, I, me personally, I think I know that. Now I know there's always women boxing there or whatever, like, but. It's never as big as it is today because of Katie. So these girls are boxing. People are like, who, who's she fighting? Who's she fighting? They're not really reading into oh, actually who's she fighting. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They're actually, they're, her last fights, they're actually good girls that she, she fighted. But people just don't read into actually who, who the girls are. But I, think, I think, yeah, the, the rising standard, the rising uh, eyeballs on women's female boxing, Katie Taylor has to get a massive amount of credit for that. And Serrano is the perfect example because she fought an entire career almost before Katie Taylor turned pro 2016. I think yeah. Serrano turned pro about 2008, 2009. And it was really, really definition of off-Broadway boxing. It was, you know, low, low publicity, low profile. No, and she had an entire career there. So it, As you said, she turned uh, pro... 2008, 2009, was it? Mm. March, yeah, yeah. March 2009. What happens yeah. with... <laughs> so what happens with Katie Peter? What are you going to say? She's come past this? We're not anti-Katie here, Miles, before, before that gets out. <laughs> I, think, I, think it's, I think it's fair to ask, though. I think it's fair to ask. That's going to be the talk, though, so, uh, Oh yeah, so she's gone past it. She's brought since 2008. I, th- I think it's fair to ask if a 35-year-old professional boxer might be might be on the slide a little bit. I think it's a fair question. Yeah, I doubt it. Miles, <laughs> you Miles you doubt enough. it's a fair question or you doubt it's happening? Talking down, talking down Katie Taylor. Miles has had enough and he's he's ready to speak out about it. No, <laughs> Miles has something to say. Looking at this high model and then looking at this girl who she's fighting and don't read into who the girl actually who she fighting. Do you know what I mean? This Serrano mm. girl is, is talked up or she bore titles or I actually don't know the girl to be fair about it. Do you know what I mean? Only what I'm hearing as well. And by what, what I'm hearing, she's pretty good, she's pretty tough. But just people have to understand just because you're tough, toughness won't win you a fight. You yeah. have to have a bit of boxing to the toughness side of you, like do you know what I mean? Right. Well, we look at we look at what her danger is, and then you can talk to us about what you've seen up close with Katie Taylor inspiring for this fight. She's very good with the. Le- she's a southpaw, and she's got a powerful uh, backhand to the body. She goes upstairs with it, and she she's got a lovely uh, jab with her right hand as well. 
Katie Taylor takes shots to the body. Sometimes she walks through them because she's protecting the head. Uh, she let Natasha Jonas, for instance, hit her to the body. What, how, is she, how is she looking conditioning-wise, do you think, to take a long, grueling fight? Uh, she left Tasha, hit her to the body, so no, Katie's tough because she took a body shot. Do you know what I mean? I'll be honest, I'm a self I turn loads of body shots to yeah. Katie. And trust me, I wasn't holding back because if I, was, if I wasn't hold, if I was holding back any bit, I would have get knocked out. Let's <laughs> mm. <laughs> be honest about it. You know what I mean? Um, I I believe Katie's at her best. I've tried a lot of things on her in span. She every time she overcome her challenge, every time I was thinking, right, this shot's gonna work tomorrow in span, it wasn't working. She had that sort of though. She was she, after a few rounds of this fight, this girl, Katie will soft her own and she will win. She'll bring her best. This girl's gonna come out and she's gonna throw her body shot or her right hook or a good jab. Katie's gonna soft it out and Katie's gonna throw that time. Miles, when does Katie have a very good IQ to the game? Very a lot better than what people think she has, and she's very her boxing wise is unbelievable. Everyone knows that and about her boxing. Do you know what I mean? How long does your history sparring Katie go back? When did you first get in the ring with her? Uh, I sparred Katie was it 2015. It was it before the Rio, before the Olympics, the one that she won, no, the Rio one. Mm. Before that, I was up in Dublin. I was trained up in the high farmers, 14 and 15. I was spam with Katie and I came home. I did I went off the team or whatever. And Katie was still up there and whatever. And then out of the blue I just get the phone call to go spare Katie. <laughs> I don't believe me. And to be honest with you, I didn't know who this guy was even on the phone to me. <laughs> General, just some guy texted me on Facebook. I actually know the, I actually know him now, Thomas then. But at the time I actually didn't I couldn't recognise the name. And he was just telling me, Do you want to go spare Katie? Katie's looking for you. And I was like, yeah, no bother. And then he, he was asking me, um, oh, yeah, you need to get vaccinated. I was like, right, who is this guy? I just have a pure joke. I mean, I was like, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. vaccinated. I get vaccinated. <laughs> of course, but why wouldn't they? I mean, he was like, I just got vaccinated. And he rang me, he's like, you should get vaccinated. I'm like, I'm going to the door right now, get it done. <laughs> no bother. So as I came out, he's like, yeah, I have a ticket booked. He said, you're going next week. No bother. Happy out. So, but when I got over there, I actually asked Katie. It was actually Katie who was actually looking for me. So, she actually had me in mind for a few years or whatever, like, you know what I mean? That's good. It must, that's a nice boost yeah. to the uh, to the confidence, yeah. boost to the ego as well. Yeah. Like, so I think, like, because I didn't see Katie in years or whatever, no, no matter, she never seen me in years. I know we follow each other on Instagram or whatever, like, but I never, there was no talking or whatsoever going on between any of us or whatever, like, you know what I mean? And she had me in mind, you know what I mean? So that was just, that was great. Like, well, I was over the moon for that. So she, yeah, she obviously looked at Serrano and she said, Miles Casey's going to fit the bill here as well. He's, yeah, you, you, you must fight in a similar enough way. Yeah, I, when I got over there, whatever, I was actually talking to Ross after two days and he turned around and said, Katie's the lad that picked you up, Miley, she said. She, Katie came and told me, I had the perfect spare, she said. Miley Casey's shit. And she showed Ross on my Instagram being about me sparring and showing me and whatever. And that's how they got me over there. Were you, sta- where were you staying? What was the place like and what was the gym um, like? It was, I was in a hotel, nice hotel, beautiful hotel, gym there, everything about 10 minutes away from the gym. Katie and Ross were coming every day, every morning or afternoon, picking me up for training or sparring or whatever. We were about 10 minutes away from the gym, a lovely. Do you know what it is? It's a gym known that you're in a World Champions gym. It's a pure, you, you have to, it's kind of one of them gyms you walk in, you either have it or don't have it. You know what I mean? If you don't have it, get out of there. <laughs> and just to narrow it down, where, where was this gym located? Um, in what city are we in? Uh, it's from Boston. Is it Manchester? Manchester and Boston or something? Or Manchester by the sea. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal, yeah. Was it Vernon? Was it Vernon? Uh, no, who's in Toronto, Kevin? Yeah. You're the worst guy in the world actually about names or places. <laughs> the worst ever. Yeah. I just um, got, got off the airplane and I just got picked up by some guy in the taxi and he brought me to the hotel. And on you go, yeah. You're provided. Did you bring over your gloves and your gear, or was that all yeah, given? No, no. I brought training gear, just about mm. the only thing I ever bring with me. Anytime I need to training, I just bring the training bag with me. I even when I was getting out of the airport, actually, I'm going through customs, and the guy asked me, he's like, "Why are you doing the bag?" He's like, "You're going for two weeks." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going training." He's like, "Just with training gear." I'm like, yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not have clothes? <laughs> Where were your clothes? Oh no, so look, I had a few bits and pieces, whatever. I don't know, but. My, my my main priority is like just want to have training gear and a passport I can start everything else once to get there like you know what I mean yeah 
Letting you just have to train and get a passport. That's all you need, Kev. Trust me. Were you flying first class or did they put you back in coach? <laughs> yeah. For first class seat all the way, I'm sure, Miley. Yeah, 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 definitely was. <laughs> and can you remember how many rounds you did over there? Like you say, you say that um, everything you tried one day, Katie would learn off the next day. Every day were um every day was ten rounds. We did a uh, Six rounds spared there one day because I'll be honest, I wasn't feeling, I was feeling tired. <laughs> 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 Most every, every second day we're doing 10 rounds and we're doing six rounds once or twice because she's unbelievable, man. You don't understand the stamina this girl has and what she can actually do. Like, you know what I mean? It's unbelievable what her like. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play a little clip we had from a previous podcast with uh, Eric Donovan, who like you sparred not only Katie Taylor, but uh, Kelly Harrington as well. So just have a yeah. listen. Yeah, that's a very good question. I suppose Katie is um, more of a high-tempo, uh, more high-volume punching boxer than Kelly. Right. Kelly is more, more, much more of a counter-puncher, a patient game she plays. She sets the traps and tries to catch you with uh, clinical punches, but, you know, she's a single puncher. She's a sharp shooter. She brings you on to these single shots where Katie tries to, Throw punches. Katie, not tries, but Katie throws punches in bunches. You know, she'd throw four or five shots. She'd sacrifice three or four just to hit you with one. You know, but she'd be relentless in terms of like, you know, her, her, her volume, her output is constant. It's nonstop. Where Kelly is the opposite, you know, um, on the back foot, trying to bring you forward, trying to set the obviously change of Mothrop, change into Southpaw. Sharp shooter, she doesn't really give you much indication. What punch is going to come? She's very hard to read. She hits you from angles that are very uh, acute. And uh, they're, they're just kind of they're both brilliant at what they do, but so different, which I think makes them, in a way, kind of cements their own legacy. Yeah, Miles, you've worked with both of them as well, obviously. Yeah, um, I would say similar to Eric, but I think what I would say what I would correct Eric on Eric is a very genius man there's no better boxer than Eric and he knows his stuff I think um, Katie put all her punches and whatever I see that from the outside as well what Eric is talking about but actually when you're in the ring with her she's very game plan I know she throws a lot of shots just to land one good one but before she throws a lot of shots before she does whatever she actually comes in with a game plan when she's throwing all them flurries and whatever I mean she just don't come forward Flurrying away or just to get one shot off. She's very cute of throwing them flurries. I mean, she's very, she's a lot cleverer than what people actually make her out to be. Like, I mean, even though she's throwing loads of shots, she's a very clever boxer as well. Like, yeah. When she wants to be, like, I mean, were you doing uh, two minute rounds, three minute rounds over there? No, all twos, all twos. That's what she's training for. There's no point doing threes. Yeah. I mean, she's training for what she's ready for and she's ready for 10 twos. If it goes, to, if it goes 10 rounds, she's ready for 10 rounds. How did you find it? It's at a mad pace, isn't it? The two minute round. Um, do you know what it is? I actually, it's a little bit slower than what people actually think it is. So I thought now it was going to be head rush straight on as well. But just because, of, because I did a lot of three minute rounds instead, do you know what I mean? But just a little, it's a little bit slower than a normal two minute round to be fair. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not actually as fast as people make it out to be. Do you know what I mean? You actually do get your breath. Take your wind up on the way, like, you know what I mean? Hmm. But she's ready. I believe she's ready. She's ready. You're predicting a Katie Taylor win all the way? 100%. I bet you'd love to be in Madison Square Garden, like everybody else. Thousands of Irish people there. First women's headliner at the, the old garden. Yeah, definitely. I probably just well, it won't be there. I'll probably be in the ring. I'll probably be in the it uh, as I mean, I mean, we the fights in New York. I mean, obviously, there's a huge Irish uh, community over yeah, there. But, like, you have to remember, yeah, over there, isn't it? Yeah, but you have to remember, like, uh, Serrano's from Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico is an American overseas territory, so it's technically a home fight for her. Um, and even she's, I was, she's I, I, from Brooklyn as well, most of her life yeah. as well. So she's, you know, she, more, we're going to see more than one Irish fighting her. <laughs> we're going to see a lot, a lot of fights happening in that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're a peaceful bunch. Um, I hope. Well, where I was going with this was, uh, like, I mean, uh, I, whatever the interview was yesterday, uh, Serrano was introduced first, you know, so it's not as much as we like to claim, you know, New York might normally be a home fight for us. I think this was going to be a 50-50 crowd, 50-50, you know, 
promotional wise and uh, I, I I'd be concerned about um you know when he when you fight an American fighter in America. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And you know, you know, Serrano's the favorite now with the bookies. Not that you know, it's only a, it's only a yeah going on bet, uh, betting angle. But yeah, she's become the favorite. Yeah, it's it's narrowed I didn't in. Know that because I actually um another another book another bitman another gambler. I don't like gambling whatsoever. Like, but mm. I won a good prediction last week. I um I gave one of the boys a tip a tip on last week's um fight with Tyson, and we had the Limerick and Waterford match as well. And the boys asked me what way, what way to go. And I don't know, did he win the book? And I was like, do you want a good bet? And he's like, yeah, what is it? He said, back limit to win by three points or more. And back Tyson to knock him out within six rounds. And it came through. Magic well, touch. Magic touch. Waterford nearly so, stiffed you know. Like, they came back with two late goals. Why am I not going to the book? <laughs> so, I just don't bet. I'm not a gambling man. I don't bet. No. No, fair enough. And uh, so you must have been, you must have enjoyed your Saturday night though, all the same with, with uh, yeah. obviously watching Limerick win. Would you be a big GA fan? I would, yeah. Especially my two younger boys now did us a lot of GA as well. So yeah, we, I do I love watching the hurling. Mm, good times for Limerick hurling yeah, and the Tyson. I used to play hurling as well, so it's kind of there to watch. I mean. Right, yeah, and Tyson, the Tyson Fury fight. Do you know Tyson at all? He's obviously a great ambassador for uh, you know the Gypsy King and stuff like that. Like he's uh, obviously yeah, no, uh, there's no better man than Tyson. He changed his life around and what he did for his life and what he did for his family and his for his kids and what he showed people what you can actually do in life. It's a big priority. Like do you know what I mean, even besides him winning more titles or whatever he may do and whatever, like look what he did in life. You no know I man, anyone can win a world title, but go down a bad road drink drugs that he said and whatever, leave all that behind and come back and become a world champion again. Not many people can actually do that. Do you know what I mean? No, don't get me wrong. A lot of people can come back from drinking drugs, but this man came back from drinking drugs, got back in the ring over 10, 12 stone overweight and came back and proved the whole world wrong. You know what I mean? And yeah. came, now <clears> he's <throat> predicting that he's the biggest puncher on heavyweight now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, no, it's some turnaround. Some turnaround. And I hope... I hope he doesn't walk away. He said he was he was retiring oh. after the Wi-Fi. I just hope I can't see him retiring. Not okay. a I mean, he could Not be, get Usyk or AJ in the ring. Has to be. I mean, Usyk. I don't I really care about the AJ fight. Hope, it has to be Usyk. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. I hope he don't retire because it. Be, no, he did so much to the sport. If he did walk away tomorrow morning, it'd be no answer. It'd be no questions asked or whatever. Like, but I would genuinely love to see him retire. With everything. I, I think there would be. If he walked away and didn't fight Usyk. I, if Usyk wins the rematch with Joshua and, and Tyson Fury doesn't fight him, I just can't see why he wouldn't. You know, I just, why, yeah, why I would you lead that fight I there? I think Usyk, I like to see winning, but I, I think Usyk is just too much from him. Oh, absolutely. Back yeah. and everything else, I just think he's too much from him and whatever. Like, but I, I mean, he's a big heavyweight, but he don't use himself as a heavyweight. He's just kind of more boxing more. You know, as a heavyweight, you should be in there pushing and shoving and grabbing him and Whatever, and he's kind of more boxing wise off it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't believe a word Tyson Fury is saying about retiring. Like, uh, you know, he brought out his autobiography, 2019, and he just announced today he's bringing out a new autobiography, 2022. Like, so nothing is ever final with Tyson Fury. He changes his mind from day to day. I think he's just. I think he's just on mindset. On mindset. Yeah, and he just deny, not deny us or whatever, but deny AJ or Usyk or whatever. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure. He would love to fight, even though they're going to get beat, but look at the money they're going to get as well. Do you know what I mean? Well, the ball's always in his court. I'm retired. You're going to have to make me an offer now to come out of retirement. He's in control. Yeah. He's probably learned yeah. it from Klitschko. Klitschko trained with his old uh, trainer now, Sugar. Yeah, Hill, yeah. Manuel Stewart. Yeah. Klitschko is a control freak. Fury's now being completely in control as well. Oh, I'm retired. I'll do what I want and I'll say what I want. And, you know, I, I don't yeah. believe it. Even though some people seem to believe it, uh, some people close some are pointing out noises that he is retired. There's no way. Like he's he's gonna uh, fight the winner of Usyk against uh, Joshua, to. which will be Usyk. So I think you have to to put himself. He is down in history for what he did and whatever. But mm. to put himself down with the best of the best, and as you said, he's better than all the best. He have to take this next fight. Yeah. No matter what, if the fight if the next fight comes for free, without no money involved, that fight have to happen. Money or no money, whatever it may be, because let's be fair about the whole situation. Tyson, AJ, or Usyk, none of them are short money. Do you know what I mean? So either they're going to get loads of money for the fight or not get no money for the fight. They're not going to be short money up or down. So don't leave money, don't leave money ruin the fight of not happening. You know what I mean? Don't say, oh yeah, because you're getting such a much, I ain't getting this much. Hopefully the fight will happen. I hope money don't stop the fight from happening. Yeah. Because you see it from years, Kev, 
money always stops some big fights from happening to be fair about it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, it took it took a dramatic change in circumstances for the Katie Taylor Serrano fight to go on. Like it nearly happened in Eddie Hearn's back garden, but the money and the 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 income it would have generated for particularly Serrano just was unacceptable to her. So it yeah. took it took a shift in money, and it's uh, the promoters of this event are saying that both fighters, uh, Taylor and Serrano, are going to leave with seven figure paydays. So it's 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 great stuff for for both fighters that they're going to be extremely well paid for it. Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm sure that's why you're flown first class and put up in a five star hotel. <laughs> no, okay, what you need to understand is I've flown first class and put up for the best because she needs the best for spam. Yeah. I, I we asked Amy Broadhurst on the on the show as well because she was also out in America sparring Katie that's Taylor. Right, yeah. But Amy's at the trade the Irish uh, boxing team's training camp in Italy ahead of the world championship so she That's was unav- unavailable to come on but wish wish her the best and all the rest of the team the best in no, those world championships I hope Amy does it all and I know Amy from Dublin and whatever and we're friends on Instagram as well and whatever you know I mean? never got never had actually have a chat face, face with her or whatever like but she gets on as a good girl a lovely girl and whatever like you know, and I hope she does well out there as well was she was she in America before you or after you just before me Kevin right. because I had to get the vaccination, so I had to wait two weeks beforehand right. or whatever. I mean, but I think, I think I was, I think I, I was always going out last, and I to help her finish up her last bit of span or whatever. Like, yeah. Besides me, being, besides me being vaccinated or not, I think I was the last uh, up or down to tick off everything or whatever. Like. What's your story, Miles? I've been kind of waiting to see you turn pro for the last few years. Limerick boxing is uh, is on the up and up. Yeah, especially there's a lot of good boys coming out mm. there, and be fair about it. I think Limerick. I hope I'm not. In, I hope I'm not rude when I say this. I think Limerick is something like Belfast at the minute. The way Belfast is so high of boxers, so good boxers coming out of there. I think Limerick is producing the same to be sure. I think everyone else around Ireland or whatever. I don't think they have the same category that we have in Limerick. To how much Irish child we have? How much performance or boxing wise is good? Like do you know what I mean? I think. And Kev, the plan is hopefully. July or August, everything ticked off, everything signed off, I should be in the ring, hopefully. Now, everything is never definite till you actually sign that piece of paper or whatever, like, but hopefully I should be in the ring for at least August, then, if everything kicked off. As a professional? As a professional, if everything kicked off. Okay, and you've been sparring, you've been, like, keeping busy as well, you've been, you know, doing your thing in the amateurs, you love sparring, yeah, you've sparred some of the best around. Who's the best that you've sparred on the Irish scene the last couple of years? Um, The last I sparred, I say it has to be the only fellow kind of coming out and you know, he's got pro as well it has to be Kurt mm. you know what I mean Adam Hirschman is doing a good job there as well um, when Kelly's there but I say it has to be Kurt it'll be has to be the guy he's the guy with all the tricks and trades you know what I mean mm. to be fair yeah. but no, I don't know how his pro is going to get on or whatever like but he'll settle down after a few fights I suppose he'll learn how to settle down in his pro career yeah, he fought, he fought in the Wembley Bill as well, the Fury and yeah, um, White were on. He went to 2-0 and on that with Kurt Walker. I think so. But the last two years, Kev, with lockdown, I think if lockdown wasn't here, I'd definitely be pro without a doubt. Yeah. Lockdown put a big step on my on my uh, career, to be honest about it, but I didn't care. So, I mean, it was only a problem in the way that I need to get around. And now lockdown's out of the way and things are already opened up for me. You know, I mean, I'm already on the phone to people and I'm talking to people. So there's always different things happening. Do you know what I mean? It's not like there's no one ringing me or no one talking to me. So yeah. I'm always getting talked to. People's always ringing me and asking me and put me offers. And because if I go pro tomorrow morning, Kev, I need a good I need a good offer, to be fair. I'm not saying above anyone else. I'm better than anyone else. Anyone that turned pro, it's a lonely game. Do you know what I mean? And it's hard to be off your own back doing it or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think especially I'm at home. I, I have family at home as well. So I can't be just going home thinking that I can do things off my own back. But if I had a great, I had a great uh, career in the amateur. And I don't, if I don't go pro tomorrow morning, I'll never have any doubts or no, no regrets. And you've seen someone in your own immediate family who's who's gone nearly all the way. Like Willie Big Bang Casey is your brother. And uh, we had Willie on the show a few, a few months ago. Love Willie. I covered a lot of his career. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, but just he, he he retired as I was coming through, Kev. No, yeah. I'm not that young boy that he was sparring anymore. Though yeah. he knew I was coming up, I I'm the guy that put him into retirement. No one else. <laughs> you can handle <laughs> Willie now, no problem. Unless <laughs> unless fourteen and fifteen anymore though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was only reminiscing there recently about the Rigando press conference at uh, Thoman Park. 
Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. The young boy's punching him in the stomach, rigging up, pulling up his top and saying, come on, hit me all the cases. Queuing yeah. up to punch him in the tummy. Not a bothering him. <laughs> I get rid of that. Tell Raganda better on I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. We get revenge. Miles, uh, during, during COVID, uh, during the lockdowns, most of us, you know, we, some of us became good in the garden. Some of us put on about eight stone with all the beer we were drinking. But you played in the World Cup. Yeah, Kev. Yeah, it was great. Another, uh, just another thing to do. Do you know what I mean? I love soccer, and especially the indoor soccer was actually great. Do you know what I mean? I love mm. it. How did you become involved with that? It was was it the, it was the homeless World Cup and Ireland had a team. Was it? How many? We have um, probation workers down here, Kev, that we go to, and we just grew up from years or whatever, just kind of keep us out of trouble and whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was actually my own family, our own Casey family, whatever. Like we we have our own our team here that we play five side most of the time. And things, and we kind of stuck on down to the club and whatever. And they introduced us that there was tournaments going on in Dublin or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So we decided to go to them or whatever. And I missed out the first year, a trip to Mexico. Me and my nephew, Tommy, we mixed out on that trip. And then I kept my head down. I trained harder. I did things better for the following year because I hate not losing whatever, but I hate missing out on a chance that I, I could have corrected something wrong. Do you know what I mean? So the following year came out and we went back up to the tournament. We, we lost in the semi-final and I got called back up again. And thank, thanks for God, I made the team that year and we went to Wales. So, um, Glasgow, no, uh, yeah, Wales. We're up in Wales on the World <coughs> Cup. And it was actually great, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And do you keep in touch with the other the other guys off yeah, the team? Yeah, How yeah, are they yeah, all I'm doing? Friends, my, my friends with them on Facebook and mm. I, I know Tucker Leto and Thomas, they were the coaches and whatever. Now, not randomly or whatever, like, but we talk him here and there or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the boys, we still have our own group chat from back then and we just still, now and again, we'll pop in for our chat here and there or catch up time or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because everyone's obviously coming at it from different places in life, but generally, yeah. by the time you get playing on the World Cup team, you're, you're, so you've turned a corner. You're in a, you're in a better place in life. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. Um, even just from the kids alone, to know that I was on the Irish team, played soccer from whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? My, my kids even still talk about it today. Like, no, where did I go? What's to do with that? <laughs> Still like, so it was great. You know what I mean? I had a great career, Kevin. That's why I'm not bothered if nothing happens after today or whatever, Mitch Stowe or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and look, uh, you never know. You might get uh, you might get the chance to work with Katie again as well. Uh, oh, that's look. Hopefully now Saturday night everything will pay off and she she'll win. If not stop her, she'll stop her or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. we'll see what happens. So have you got a message to the haters before we let you go there, Miles? When Katie wins... Don't say you're on, you want overrated or she's gone pro. She don't, she can't pass the time because she went, she's a pro too long or she had too many tough fights, maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, or it's too small. Katie come out on top and she, she'd be good again. Right. And don't forget, Serrano, people need to understand this that Serrano is the world champion. Katie's the world champion. The, the best of the best is fighting each other. So when Katie wins, don't make up an excuse. She's fighting the best. So take that into consideration. Now, you've all been told. Yeah, Kev, you've been told. <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop doubting Katie Taylor. <laughs> but last question, Kevin. Win or lose, is, it time now, is the time now right for Katie Taylor to fight in Ireland as a professional? I love to see her fighting in Ireland. I hope she fights in Ireland. I hope it happens. Um, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, win or lose, I think... No, no losing, Kev. No losing. <laughs> well, no, I'm no, answering no. the question. I'm answering the question. Um, it's yeah, like win, win. Obviously, she's kind of run out of challenges. Uh, she didn't, you know, she's completed boxing. You know, you've 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 had the crowning fight that you've been looking ahead to. There's a new generation coming up below her. She doesn't necessarily need to fight any of those, like the Baumgartners or the the Myers. Yeah, it would be a big fight, right? And it would have a lot of eyeballs. But Katie's kind of. She's 35, Myers in her mid to late 20s. It's You're looking at um, kind of the generation after Taylor. Taylor has no need to fight well, these girls, I don't think. As you speak about Juwan's in her 20s and Katie's 35 or whatever. But when Canelo 23, 24 when he fighted Mayweather? And Mayweather was 35, was he? 33 or 4 or something like that? Yeah, but Mayweather was, you know, Canelo at the time was using... Like Mayweather, Mayweather was getting paid, but Canelo was using the association to lift his career. Katie Taylor doesn't need to do what Floyd Mayweather did, you know. No, no, if she wants to, she can be all she can be all these yeah, girls with one hand, possibly. I just want to put across there, Kev, that 
Mayo was actually 35 when he beat Canelo in his 20s. Just to, just want to put that across. So, I mean, yeah. Same reason where Katie's 35 and you want is in her 20s, whatever it may be. You know, I mean? no, that wasn't the question, though. The question was, is it time for Katie to fight in Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> I love she'll fight in Ireland. I no, I'm, a, I'm only saying it because she's um, she's probably you know she's she's met all of her challenges head on. She's fought if she she'll have fought and either won or lost against Serrano at Madison Square Garden in a massive event. What left? What is there left? She's been undisputed world world champion. She's won a, t- a championship at a second weight. What is there? Well, then I suppose there is the challenge of uh, bringing boxing back to Ireland, back to Dublin, letting her fans come out and see her. See her because this is twenty. Yeah. This is her twenty first professional fight. If you want to have gone to a Katie Taylor fight, if you've been at all her fights. You've had 44, uh, you know, or you've had 42 flights. You know, you had to fly out of Ireland and fly yeah, back home as well. Like it's every single fight has been on a different, yeah. has been on different shores. So I think it'd be fair to say if she fights in Belfast, maybe that'd be Lily home fight, wouldn't it? Because no, like, no, 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 get off the line. Boxing in Ireland, <laughs> that's that out of space at the with problems and whatever. So maybe whatever, like, I mean, I yeah. hope it and I hope it could happen. As I say, closest to home is Belfast, though. The Belfast fights didn't feel like home fights, though, for, for David Oliver Joyce when he fought up there or for Con Sheehan or, you know, or Paddy Donovan. Yeah, they brought a crowd and there was there was several people yeah. up there, like, but it didn't feel like... It wasn't the same. No, absolutely no, wasn't the same. I was at a lot of them and I saw John O'Carroll against uh, Declan Garrity too up there and I saw a lot of them fighting in Belfast. Yeah, you yeah, know, no, boxers from the same. south. It ain't the same. No, that's the same. I just... Me putting the class. It's kind of close. It's too home, we said. Mm. I mean, the, there's no flying. There's just a drive up the road, we said. They're not going to Yeah. I mean, I would love to see a fight in Dublin. Or I'll answer, I'll answer my own question. So, the time is right for Katie Taylor to fight in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree, Simon. Like, I mean... The Republic of Ireland. And I guess with the with the collapse of MTK, it kind of makes things a bit easier as well. Like, I, I want to refer back to a column written by my colleague Neil O'Reardon in the Irish Sun there during the week. And he was talking about... Um, you know, of Katie Taylor's fights, 20 of them, out of, out of her 20 fights, 14 have been in Britain, six in the US. Like Barry McGuigan won 22, uh, 22 of his 35 fights were on this island. Uh, you know, Steve Collins finished out his career in Mill Street, Porky Cueve in the Point Theatre. And um, you're looking at, uh, you're looking at the, the closure of MTK. And as Neil finishes out his piece, he says, now with the net tightening and Daniel Kinahan, we hope uh, it becoming... Virtually impossible for him to continue to operate within boxing. There's a chance to reclaim the sport. And what better person to front that movement than Taylor? She's already indicated that, though, although yeah. age 35, she does not see herself as being done in the sport yet. Barring a bad defeat in New York, uh, triggered miles there. But in the early hours of Sunday morning, she is likely to fight again. Headlining the first big Dublin show of the post Kinahan era would enhance an already impressive legacy, as Neil said. Um I like you know, we the reason boxing hasn't been big time boxing hasn't been taking place in Dublin, despite Katie Taylor being from you know the outskirts in Bray and and sure. Eddie Hearn having all of the all of the necessary clout to do it and having done so before. The reason it hasn't happened before is probably has to be linked to the kind of gangster feud that's taken place in Dublin, blighted Dublin for the last six years. Yeah, and it's a big toll on it, didn't it? Kev? To be fair, whatever happened there and whatever's going on, it put a big stop to every to all boxing. To be fair. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know, there's there's been a but there's been smaller events around the country in the years yeah, since like the Regency. Event, there's been small. The boys were trying the best, trying to get them to get shows up and going, and trying yeah. to get them off. Them for doing it, you know I mean? yeah. don't, don't, there, there is an appetite still. Don't forget, Bellator have been back a number of times, you know, and they've, they've filled out pretty much the the three arena. I know it's MMA, but it's a fight, and people want to watch fights and go out, go out and have a good time, you know. So the, the appetite yeah. is there. I think it's time. I'll tell, well, look, we know Taylor would sell it out multiple times over. I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of the reason why it was it's kind of unsaid. I think a lot of the reason that didn't happen was because, like, Hearn could have built a card in Dublin that didn't have any MTK involvement at all. So you kind of you just say, "Well, I'm building a card. I'm building a card in Dublin. I've got Eric Donovan on the undercard. I've got Jason Quigley. I've got Dennis Hogan, and I've got one or two others: Ray Moyles, Spike O'Sullivan. And before you know it, you've got an entire big card without MTK. But then you've got to have the implication." If he's doing that, he's suggesting that there's something untoward going on with MTK. And that wasn't, I don't think, yeah, that acceptable. That wasn't really going to, that was going to dirty his business a little bit with MTK. Like, oh, well, you you don't have any involvement with Daniel Kinahan, you say. But by having a card completely void of MTK fighters, there's a suggestion that there's something untoward going on. So that, 
Instead, there was just no card held. And obviously there was problems with the guards, with insurance as well. There's a multitude of problems towards holding a card in Dublin. Yeah. But the overall point is, wouldn't it be nice if, you know, a couple of months down the line, we're talking about maybe Katie Taylor having a fight in Dublin. And there's going to be a lot of Irish journalists at this fight on Saturday night. And I'm sure they'll be asking the questions of the appropriate people. You know, Brian Peters, Eddie Hearn and Katie Taylor and others as well. So fingers crossed it all goes well on Saturday night. After Katie wins Saturday night, Hopefully Eddie Horn and Brian Venus lads get around and we'll have uh, have a good day in Dublin or so-called Ireland, wherever it may be. And, and, and Miles, that's when you start saying, Katie Taylor, it's payback time. I helped you out for your biggest win. Now I'm looking at my debut at Viva Stadium. Why not? <laughs> hope so, hope so. Miles Casey, who's turning pro later on this year, we hope, and has been used as, or has been used as nothing correct word, but has been working a little bit as Katie Taylor's Sparring partner before this massive showdown with Amanda Serrano. Thank you very much, Miles, for joining us today on the Rocky Road. No See you later, Simon. All the best. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was Miles Casey there. Simon, great stuff. Yeah, no. Um, nail on the head stuff there. Good to get a, an inside um, view into Taylor's camp. And, you know, as I said, he, he put us both in our place. <laughs> questioning, He's not having it. Questioning, not questioning, having questioning it the... You know, uh, questioning mother time or father time's uh, ability on on, a, on the human body, but sure, look. You disbelieve what your eyes have seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, in fairness, those last three fights were fairly boring. That Jennifer Han fight, sure, she didn't come out at all to fight, so, you know what I mean? And then the last one was awkward as well, so, I don't know. And if she had a leg injury, which I didn't realise she had, it might explain it a bit. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, the frustrating thing is because the three fights before that, um... Like I mentioned in the, like I mentioned earlier on, like uh, Leonard Atu, Pursun Two, and Gutierrez, I was blown away by how good Katie Taylor was, and I thought, right, this is a boxer at the absolute peak of her powers. She, at the time, watching Pursun Two, it was really close, and I was kind of nervous. I was working at the time; I was only keeping an eye on it. I thought this is really close, but when I rewatched it again, I realized how good Katie Taylor was. She, you're I not thought gonna, it was a clinic. It was a clinic. In yeah, it was brilliant. She was brilliant. Like you can't, you can't jump in the water without getting wet and all that like sort of stuff. So she definitely got hit. But she completely took she completely took the venom out of Pursuing that time. It was nothing like the first fight. And she won, you know, seven of the rounds. And you oh, know, maybe Pursuing got about three, but she won quite clearly. She won her second weight up against Leonard Dad, who's a who's a good fighter. And some people had that one close as well. I think it might have even been a was it a split? I had I was at it in Manchester. I had it eight two. Todd Taylor was really dominant. And then she beat the she beat the pulp out of um Gutierrez, who was game and who you know, had a similar kind of fight with Pursun. You know, she she went in, she took her lashes and she gave plenty back. But, you know, she was just outclassed. Gutierrez is a tough mama, like. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's I mean, I think, I, I think there were fair questions asked. We just got put in our place pretty quickly. So, <laughs> Well, look, I mean, it sounds encouraging. It looks like Miles Casey, I don't think he's necessarily like a, an absolute homer. I think he's gone over to America and been blown away by how on point and how sharp Katie Taylor's looking. And if, if you know, the rumors, not the rumors, the stated injury that Taylor says she had, if that's true and she's back to her best, you know, we could be, we could be looking at a great performance here. And, and I'll tell you one thing, Irish boxing absolutely needs it. It's just been, it's been a painful few weeks. We've seen everybody who's fought away, get knocked out nearly like Eric Donovan, unfortunately, you know, friend of the show, co-host of the sometimes Robesy Ramirez, devastating to see that ending from, um, but he stepped up. Uh, but the dare to dream angle is it's common. You know, Ray Moylet, then we had him on the show a few weeks ago talking about Dalton Smith. And I tell you, like Ray has balls to burn and Dalton Smith must have known it as well because he's like, I'm going to take some of those and put them put them across the ring. But Ray Moylet gave it everything as well. Tommy McCarthy, you know, in his rematch for the with Chris William Smith for the for the uh, European title, just unfortunately, you know, didn't, didn't, you know, was stopped basically in the rematch. Well, Michael uh, Conlon, like yeah. what? Uh, who knows? Still trying to process what happened to Michael Conlon with that knockout against Lee Wood. A fight he was only, what, 90 seconds from becoming a world champion. Um, so it's just been, it's been consistent. Irish boxers have been losing, unfortunately, in, and, in and, painful yeah. and more painful ways. Yeah, and, and in, fairness to Ray, in fairness to Ray as well, he had the option to, to, to win the fight on a, whatever, a technical knockout and he didn't take it from that, the low blow he got, you know, and he would have been champion. Yeah, and I was watching he, he Stay down. He, he easily could have got um, a rematch, a big money rematch as well, and he didn't take it that way, and fair play to him. Yeah, but like, you know, he's, 
he was promoted by, you know, Ken Casey and the Dropkick Murphys for a while. He had that connection and they had that song, The Warriors Code. He talked to us about his friendship with Mickey Ward. The, Ray Moyla wouldn't like to win a fight like that. On a technicality, no and, chance. And he it's said so, live fire. in the ring, whilst having a sword and groin. So fair play to him. <laughs> yeah. So I know I was taking it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, absolutely, like, uh, get stretcher, stretcher, get it over here. So, um, but no, on, that note, just, on that note, to wrap it up, your prediction then, Kevin, for Saturday night. Okay. Well, has it changed yeah. before before and after the show? I've um I've always I've been thinking for the last six months Serrano's gonna win. Um or cer- certainly since Han, Jennifer Han, maybe even Natasha Jonas, but Sharapova, I thought, right, this this there's really not long left in this Katie Taylor thing. Um unfortunately the decline is obvious and I think she's gonna lose on points. However, however, um, as fight week has come and she looks so cool and calm and she just looks great over there in New York and I wish I was there covering it but she looks so cool so calm there's this talk of an injury she's had a few months out of the ring there's been a long build up for that she's such a she's such a smart fighter she's had a lot of time to really study Serrano you know Serrano's really studied her and she's really had a lot of time to study Serrano you know and I watched a bit of Serrano there recently and she's open you know she she keeps the hands down she takes shots She's slick. She hits hard. But Katie has boxed at a much higher level. Um, for At a higher level for longer. You know, she's she's been to two Olympic Games, won one of them. You know, multiple world championships, European championships in between. Undisputed world light, lightweight champion. She's the bigger fighter. She's probably got a better ring IQ. She really needs to pull something out. It, uh, the performance she put in against Sharapova... Han or even Jonas that's three in a row and credit to her for fighting tr- three times in 2021 there's not many champions who've done it that's Canelo stuff um I've I've nearly come back around I, I, I'm almost gonna say I hate to say it but I've come back around to fancy and Kate, Katie Taylor to win it only because I don't like ch- changing my mind too often but I'm, I've got a sneaking suspicion now Taylor's gonna sneak it on points what about you I think <laughs> a draw five rounds apiece I think the two minute rounds it's difficult for Katie sometimes to show her class over some of the people she's fighting. And I think it, it, this one's going to be very, very close. And uh, I'm not, yeah, a draw. I just, I can see it being a draw. I suppose the better the, the better the fighter, the better the opposition, the more that's at stake, the more opportunities each fighter is going to get to show their stuff. Serrano's going to come for Taylor and Taylor's going to go for Serrano. And then we're going to see one that maybe step onto the back foot and let the other one come. I think it could be Katie Taylor going to look for Serrano. She's going to be slick on the back foot, giving that nightmare of southpaw style, walking Katie Taylor onto a few shots. If she establishes a lead, it's a dangerous fight for Katie Taylor. Then what does she do? Does she continue to chase? Does she continue to get nailed? Walking in, we're going to have a boisterous crowd. The three judges at ringside. I hope they wear those noise cancelling headphones like uh, the WBC had at the Fury White fight. But... um. It's Katie Taylor needs to win the first couple of rounds really badly because then she's going to establish establish the rhythm and the mood of the fight. If she is behind two or three rounds nearing the halfway stage, it, it's going to play into Serrano's hands. It's a are you nervous for it? It's a big fight now. Oh yeah, no, I can't wait. I, I think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be really exciting. Uh, I, I just think they're they're very evenly matched, very similar skill sets, uh, very light on the feet. You know, I, I just I, I think it's going to be a great fight. You know, you. you an immovable object meets an unstoppable force kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I play a clip from uh, from last year when we had Barry Hearn on talking about what makes a successful boxer. It's a package. And he talked about uh, he talked about Katie Taylor in that context. Uh, I mean, I'm afraid in today's world, we have to judge it financially as well, you know? I mean, I always say to everyone, old meals at the Olympics are great, but you can't eat them. Well, you can if you want to break your teeth, you know? Mm. And um, belts are lovely, you know. We all and and those are the things that make memories for you, but don't necessarily change your life for the benefit of you, yourself and your family. Your first obligation is to yourself, and the second obligation is to your family, and the third obligation is to you is to your community. The fourth is the country you come from. So once there are four ticks you've got, four boxes you've got to dig. When you get someone like Katie Taylor, she digs those four boxes. I mean. I've been around a long time and met a lot of people. I mean, I, my first woman boxer was, odd years ago, was the Princess of Gdansk, Gdansk, Poland. She was like, tough as old poof. 
So I've, I've seen it, and, I, and I'm not saying I'm a, I was a wonderful, I wasn't a committed woman boxing fan, if you like, you know what I mean? I was a bit old-fashioned. And then over a period of time, someone like Kate Sedeco, and actually changed the whole sport on her own. That's what people don't understand. All the girls that are boxing today have very good high standard. They should dip their cap, nod their head in, in respect to Kate and Taylor. Because she's given them the opportunity by her example. I'm not easily impressed with people. I spent a couple of days, I went, I played the old head. It's a great goal. Katie Taylor, Brian Peters, her manager, came, came down for a couple of days and stayed over with us. Just for the crack, you know? I was so impressed. This is a lovely, lovely, lovely person. I mean, I can't, not, not just, ferocious in the ring, but the sweetness and the gentleness of her outside of the ring is an inspiration to be around, you know. She's a private person. She doesn't, she's not bashy, she lets her a boxing, but she's totally committed, totally professional, which is why, you know, she's moved to a training camp to America. You know, she wants to be the best she can be, and she's shown to her success in the ring how women can have that opportunity. And in the same time, she's changed her life and her family's life. But most importantly, it's the entertainment value, the memories that she's given us. I was at Madison Square Gardens when I think she boxed for Simon. I mean, that was one of the toughest fights I've ever seen. Never mind, it was it wasn't about women's boxing, it was about boxing. And that's the ultimate compliment. And of all the people I've met, I don't think I've ever met a better personality. It's the type of girl you'd be proud to say she was your daughter. And for an Irishman like you, proud to say she's a fellow Irishman. And that was Barry Hearn talking about the package of what makes a successful boxer and why Katie Taylor fits perfectly into the template. So yeah, yeah, they've, uh, they've made it top of the hill. They're, I see them at the top of the uh, Empire State Building there this week and it's going to be uh, lit up in the colours of Ireland and Puerto Rico and finally putting the nation's hostile rivalry to bed to steal the line from Gav Casey who's over there covering the fight. Yeah, yeah, and now two islands at each other's throats for centuries. It's, the other side of the it's time the scores are settled, those damn Puerto Ricans. Right, on that note, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Simon. <laughs>